Hello, and welcome to the 90s Kids Movie Pod. We are your hosts, Joe. Hello. Stephanie. Hello. And I'm Max. We are three millennials who took A-level media studies, so you know we are highly qualified to talk about films. This is the podcast for children of the 90s. Join us as we re-watch the films that shaped our childhood. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. Um, as usual, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Steph and Joe. Good morning, guys. Hello. Hey. We're actually recording this in the morning, so um, I don't know if our voices are going to be a bit bit deeper than usual. We might have a bit of a Barry White thing going <laughs> on. <but laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, this week we're looking back at um, the much-loved 1996 movie Fly Away Home. Um, Joe, I think before we start, we should probably just check in on Steph and just make sure that she's actually watched the film <laughs> all the way through. Did you make it through the whole thing, Steph? I did. I did. Ah. I, ver- I very much enjoyed this film, so I'm, I'm okay. ready to talk about it. Okay, fantastic. Because, you know, we, we both know, Joe, that Steph has a bit of a, a habit of drifting off about five, six minutes away the way in, yeah. doesn't she? She, she, do, she does have a history of just being completely lazy when it comes to watching films. <laughs> Very busy, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, what we're going to do in this episode is just um, explore the film, you know, starting with a synopsis, uh, go through some of the characters, um, as well as like the lead characters and the side characters, explore a few key scenes in the film, and then um, look at some trivia of, of this film. So um, starting with a synopsis. So if you've never watched this film, this is kind of a brief overview um, of it. It does contain some spoilers, so if you're interested, probably watch the film first. But um, the film starts with uh, the main character, Amy, who is played by um, Anna Paquin. Amy is basically only 13 years old when her mother is killed in an accident in New Zealand. Um, she then has to move to Canada to live with her father, Thomas, who's an eccentric inventor who she barely knows um, and lives in the middle of a house nested in the Canadian countryside. Uh, Amy is unhappy with her life at first until she discovers a nest of goose eggs that were abandoned when developers began tearing up a local forest. Once these geese hatch, the first thing they see is Amy, who naturally becomes Mama Goose. The young birds must fly south for the winter, and to lead them there, Amy's father helps by building a pair of ultralight airplanes they use to guide these geese uh, south. So the movie stars a young Anna Paquin, well-known for movies such as X-Men and uh, True Blood. I think they're kind of the main films. And uh, much-loved uh, 90s actor Jeff Daniels and Dana Delaney. So I chose this film at first. Um, I think this was on the top of my list, really, but I've been waiting to kind of <laughs> to kind of choose this film. I, didn't, I just didn't know how it would go down, but I chose this film as it was one of those films that kind of stayed with me throughout my childhood um, for me, my brother and my sister, um, and definitely remained one of the most like treasured movies um, that, I, that I've watched when I was younger. But I think overall, I just love the challenges that these characters face in, in order to kind of like carry these geese home. And uh, the soundtrack as well just really, really, really mm. stayed with me. So, um, I mean, starting with you, Steph, how did you, had you seen this film before? And if so, kind of like, what were your memories of it um, and things? Yeah, I, I definitely had seen this film before. Um, I remember, I think my dad buying it on DVD probably quite a few years after it came out. Um, and yeah, I just think it, I knew it was a very lovely sort of heartwarming family film. 
Um, so I was I was really pleased to be be watching it. Um, yeah, and it lived up to my my memories of it. I thought it was it was a great film. Um, good choice, Max. Yeah, I I always kind of associated this film with being a bit of an autumn film, and I think a lot mm. of the colours in it are, are quite autumnal. Yeah, it's, it's it's a beautiful, like visually a very beautiful film, like the countryside in Canada. And yeah, because it's, I guess they they migrate in like October, don't they? So it is, yeah, it's a very autumnal film. Yeah, a friend of mine actually said, I don't, I don't know how PC this is, but a friend of mine actually said when I told them that they were, I was, I was reviewing this film, they said, oh, it's a very girly film to choose, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really, I don't really associate films as being girly or boyish necessarily, but I can see the argument um, for that because it does star like a really strong female lead, but I wouldn't necessarily call it like a girly film, but I don't know if you you agreed or disagreed, Steph. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's a, a particularly girly film because, yeah, okay, the main character is a girl, but I guess, okay, we're going in very gendered sort of stereotypical uh perspectives here but you know i mean it's got all the the aircraft stuff um and you know jeff daniels um is i guess a secondary lead as well so um and it's based on um the two guys that i mean i know you're going to get to this in the trivia section but the two guys who um did this experiment to lead the geese south in planes so I think it's got elements of, you know, stereotypical girly and boy elements of this film. So I wouldn't necessarily say it was a, a girl's film or a boy's film. I think it's just a nice family film. <laughs> I, I I agree entirely. That was my defence too. Um, I lost the argument, but I, I, I'm happy that <laughs> I'm happy that you agree. <laughs> um, what about you, Joe? You, had you seen this film before? Um, and what, what were your what were your initial reactions? No, so I'd never seen this film before never even heard of this film before and I loved it it was great <laughs> it was a fantastic film that I kind of wish that I had watched over and over growing up because it does feel like even though I've never seen it it feels very nostalgic of the time like maybe it was you know like you were saying about the uh, the score or maybe the cinematography I don't know but it was like it felt like a proper like family's like you know 90s film I loved it it's great yeah I think I'd be so interested in um, like watching this film for the first time, like ha having never seen it before, if that makes sense. Because mm. I think we all have these films where I can't remember the first time I watched this film because it was yeah. just such an early memory. But um, did it feel did it feel quite dated to you when you watched it, having having never watched it before? Like um, not in not in necessarily a bad way, but did you did it have some uh, mid nineties um, tropes that 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 kind of um, felt like it was a bit dated oh well and i don't know because at the very start you've got this kind of sequence where um is it what what's the uh the girl calling it? i keep calling it anna paquin but that's amy <laughs> <laughs> she's called amy that's probably why amy, that's yeah. it. <laughs> where amy and her mum are in the car and you've got this kind of almost like enya soundtrack depicting this car crash and I was like oh you might not necessarily get that anymore but also just having Anna Paquin as like I don't know she's like 13 or something and I was like wow this must be an old film like yeah that aged it and Jeff Daniels looks really young in this doesn't he yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just you know like fashion stuff and that kind of thing but in terms of like tropes it's not really aged in that respect at all you know it's not full of cliches and that kind of thing 
Um, no, it's it's definitely held up. It was a joy to watch for the first time. Yeah, I'd definitely yeah. watch it again. I think that um, I, maybe this is an assumption by me, but I think if you grew up in the nineties, you you probably associate Jeff Daniels with Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this was definitely the first film that that I'd seen Jeff Daniels in. So I was on the opposite end of scale where when I watched Dumb and Dumber, I found it difficult to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to yeah, see yeah, his yeah. character as comedic because I was like, no, that you're you're from Flyaway Home. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I, I realised uh, rewatching this film because again, I haven't seen um, much like most of the films that we watched on this podcast. I hadn't seen it in years. I realised mm. how much I loved Jeff Daniels' character. I love the fashion in this film as well. The, yeah. the Thomas, um, you know, who, 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 who's played by Jeff Daniels, his his friend uh, who has the, the the shirt, the plaid shirt with the cut off arms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Proper, f- and the ponytail. I was yeah. like, man, this is, I love this. So good. Is, that look, is that a look you'd like to rock, Max? Yeah, if I, if I could grow my hair, um, if I was brave enough to grow my hair, I think I'd definitely, definitely <laughs> rock that look. <laughs> yeah, it's you'd, good. You'd rock it, Max, you'd rock it, definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think another thing that I didn't pick up on in this film when I when I rewatched it is I didn't realise uh, that she was from New Zealand, and I remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember when I was younger, not really thinking that she was from New Zealand. If I'm honest, mm. I thought that she was British. <laughs> and I think that's right. maybe a sign of my age, but I don't. I didn't pick up on the New Zealand accent, but I think it's for me. It's one of those accents, even as an adult, I I I, I find quite subtle. I don't I don't know about you guys. Mm. Well, I think I read that she had been... So in this film, she lives in New Zealand to begin with. Then after the car crash, she moves to Canada. And in reality, she was born in Canada and then lived in New Zealand. Um, no way. So, yeah, kind of the opposite to, to what it is in the film. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I thought... I did think she had, in this film, um, a bit of a New Zealand accent. Mm. Um yeah. How good was Anna Paquin in this film? Like, she, as a child actor, like, oh my God, she killed it. Yeah, she was Absolutely. so good. Yeah, she did. I think it's, it's yeah, there's a, there's a few films from the mid-90s where I feel like in, in the mid-90s, maybe early 2000s, that, you know, having a child as the main lead, it was it was a bit of a thing, wasn't it? I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. you don't really get that nowadays. And um, there were some def- really good performances and some really ones I think but Anna Paquin absolutely smashed it um, yeah so good yeah yeah like she plays I'm not sure what age she actually was when she when she played the film but I know she plays the a 13 year old and I think she plays a 13 year old pretty pretty darn well yeah definitely yeah I think yeah. she's pretty close in age um to, to 13 in this film um in real in real life um, but yeah, I thought she was she was really good. Um, I thought she was really good at being quite emotional. Um, it made me feel emotional watching mm. her. Um, so yeah, I think she's I think she's a great great little actress. Yeah. So I mean, if we if we then explore um, like the characters in the film, I, I guess we you know we naturally did it anyway. But starting with Amy, um, I think her character is quite interesting because basically the trauma of, that she experiences at the beginning of the film from losing her mum, which is actually really traumatic. I mean, this film, I, ne- I wouldn't necessarily call it a children's film. I, th- I think I'd just class it as a family film. I don't know about yeah, you guys, yeah. but mm-hmm. um, 
it's quite it's quite um, a lot to deal with as a, <laughs> as a child, but even as an adult, that that opening scene's quite, yeah. quite quite difficult, isn't it? I couldn't I couldn't remember I couldn't remember exactly what happened when I started watching this, but as soon as you hear the music and there's, they're driving along in the car and you're like, oh no, I know yeah. what's going to happen. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> And the music's kind of building and the mum's like looking over at the daughter and they're like smiling and you're like, oh God, there's going to be a car crash. <laughs> I was just waiting for it to happen. Yeah. I think it's, I think, you know, that's the mark of a, a good actor performance. That's the mark of a good like set of filmmakers really because, you know, drumming up um, an emotional scene in the first, what, 50 seconds? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's difficult to do, isn't it? You know, and make us really relate to characters instantly. It's it's, it's a massive challenge, isn't it? But um, yeah, completely with you, Steph. I think um, I thought her character was interesting at the beginning because um, she's understandably quite reserved um, and and despondent and rejects a lot of her father's attention, um, mm. which is understandable because she's been through something really really traumatic, hasn't she? So. Um, I think what I loved about her character is she matures over the, the course of the movie. Mm. Um, one scene in particular is, um, you know, when they're practicing flying with the geese um, and she accidentally hits the plane with the wing. I think, I didn't pick up on this when I was younger, but, you know, after an initial shock reaction of accidentally hitting one of her geese, um, she maintains her composure and basically leads the other birds down before searching for the wounded goose. And I, for some reason, I think that was, it. it's a, it just stayed with me, you know, rewatching this because mm. I did think to myself, you know, when you're a child, you do have those moments when you freak out and you look to your parents for guidance, don't you? But she's, you know, all the way up in the air. She, she, she can't do anything other than just like, yeah, she's got to stay calm. Yeah. Got to stay calm. And yeah, I just thought it was, it was really subtle um, how they did it, but it was, re it was really well done because I think 13 again is one of those ages where you're not in primary school anymore. You're developing into you're not necessarily a teenager and you're developing into a young, young-ish uh, teenager or young adult. And yeah, it just, I don't know about you guys, but that scene in particular just kind of stayed with me. Yeah, it was quite, quite dramatic. Um, yeah, the poor little goose, like hitting the, hitting the wing and she, she does freak out and she's screaming, but then yeah, she kind of regains her composure and it's like, no, I've, I've got to concentrate. I've got to got to get these other geese to safety, got to get myself to safety and then we'll go back. And yeah, that is definitely a, a level of maturity that not many 13 year olds would probably have. No, mm. I, I would be, I'd be bloody crashing that plane instantly. I'd be like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what's going on? Mayday, mayday. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think I'd be mature enough to do that at 13. I think it did make me think to myself, what was I doing at 13? And yeah. <laughs> I was like, why my cries? Yeah, I think I was probably playing, playing with like Beyblades or something. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely wouldn't have reacted in that uh, in that respect. But um, no. Joe, did you have any um, particular scenes or, or 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 moments in the film that you, um, which is you know, I, I love your perspective obviously because you've never watched this film. But did you have any in particular that kind of um, you remember? Or, yeah, yeah. So um, this film is definitely like you said, it's not like a kids' film. It's definitely a family film. And there's certain bits throughout this film where you go, oh my God, Max, why have you chosen this film? What are you doing to me? Like, <laughs> it's that thing that you see in other films, I'm thinking like maybe like Castaway or like The Martian or I don't know, Iron Man, something where like you've got this task of something to do or something to build 
and it seems nearly impossible, but you've only got like yourself to do it. And you know, you can see like the montage of them like doing the flying machines and they get, you know, they crash a little bit and then they get better and better and better. That for me is like the best thing about that film. It's just that sheer determination of I'm going to do it. I have to do it. Yeah, there's going to be things along the way that are mm. going to try and stop us. But it's just such a, you know, when they're in the air, finally, it's like, yes, they've done it. It's such a good film, man. Yeah. It's such a good yeah. film. I think, yeah. I think you picked up on something really good. I think one of the, the cliches that I'm happy to entertain in, in films is the 90s montages <laughs> like mid-movie where they all club together and then there's a bit of a, yeah. a backing soundtrack and oh yeah they basically just collate collate like six weeks worth of work in, into like a two-minute scene yeah i yeah, absolutely yeah. live for that it's it's yeah. anytime there's a yeah i have i don't know about you guys but i, like I love a good montage absolutely yeah. love it give me yeah. some like pumping like 80s cheesy music with it you know and it's like yeah, yeah fantastic some power ballads definitely that's what you need did you have any um, like favorite moments from Amy's character, or just Amy's character in general? Um, did you? What did you think, Steph? Um, I like I like her character development of yeah, starting the film very cold towards her dad, and just quite yeah, just she doesn't want to be there. She doesn't really know her dad. She's she's going through this huge thing of losing her mother. Um, but as the film progresses and she sees that her dad is really trying to help her and um, the people around her come together to help her achieve this goal of um, taking the geese south. Um, and I just, I, yeah, I really like that kind of character arc um, that she goes through. Um, mm. It's that thing, isn't it, of like losing her mum at the start of the film and then she becomes a mum to all these geese. And it's yeah. like the fact that she just takes it in a stride and goes for it. And just she's got this almost instinctive thing of no we have to protect them do you know what I mean it's mm. I really liked how all of the adults in the film just seemed to go yeah okay this is what we're doing we're taking the geese south yeah and yeah. I just thought that was really lovely that you know no one's there going well this yeah I'm not I'm not taking part this is stupid or I've got to go to work like they're all just like right well we're <laughs> dropping everything we're doing and we're taking the geese south yeah, um, who needs food you know we'll just <laughs> just hang out here <laughs> yeah I mean it's a little a little bit unrealistic but I I did really like that because I just thought that was just such a lovely yeah heartwarming thing of the there's the uncle and the friend and the Jeff Daniel's girlfriend um and yeah they they're all just like on board with it and they're like yeah this is this is what we're doing now yeah. um I thought that was lovely yeah I think if I proposed that idea to to some of my friends they'd just be like max sort your life out <laughs> what are you drinking max come on what are you drinking max um, <laughs> um but i mean yeah looking at uh, amy's father thomas so uh, thomas lives up to the kind of eccentric inventor stereotype so he's always optimistic and always coming up with ideas and i really really found his his character quite endearing to be honest but i think his relationship with amy as it develops through um throughout the film, he kind of learns to trust her. And if I think there's a few scenes at the beginning, you know, where he doesn't, you know, it's, it's made apparent at the beginning quite clearly that he doesn't really know her because she's lived in a different country, of course, but hmm. they, they, they learn to uh, understand each other and he slowly begins to trust her. So um, yeah, uh, you know, the scene that you picked up on Steph, where uh, as they're taking the, the geese south, 
you know, he his plane crashes during the trip and he basically tells Amy that she's got to fly the remaining 30 miles. I think, mm. yeah, he kind of instills a trust in Amy by telling her that, like, she reminds him of her mother. And I mm-hmm. think I wasn't ready for that scene at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> again, a bit like you, Joe. I was like, Max, what have you done? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is heavy. Um, but yeah, when I rewatched that scene, I, I, I did think to myself, yeah, that's that's a... That's a powerful moment, but yeah. I don't know about you guys. I mean, not to get too deep, but, you know, we all have those moments, you know, when we step out of childhood and not necessarily go straight into adulthood, but you just, you do say to yourself, oh, I'm not a, not a kid anymore. And I think, mm. I think this definitely um, is a bigger step than most of us have taken in terms of, no, you've got to apply that, fly that plane for 30 you never, miles. You never flown a plane with some geese south, Max. Well, you never lived. <laughs> Have you have you not done that across Derby? Did you not, did you not do yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do on a Saturday? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's it's just one of those scenes that um, you know it's, it's a core scene of the film, and you can tell that um, it's a turning point for the characters. But um, uh, like Steph, sorry, did you make um, did you like t- uh, Thomas's character, or did you um, did you relate to him? Is is that what your dad's like? Very much the crazy, crazy scientific inventor. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say he's a crazy scientific inventor. He he's pretty handy with he's pretty handy with um, the power tools around the house. He's uh, yeah, he is a bit of a legend. Um, but no, I think um, I really liked uh, Thomas as a character. My only my only gripe with him is basically. He gets Amy home, she's just lost her mum from a horrific accident, and basically, it seems like it's the next morning, he's out flying, and she's watching him, and he crashes, and I'm just thinking, the emotional turmoil you're putting this child through. Like, you know, you know, maybe he should have been there her first morning at breakfast to welcome her. No, he's out on his plane, and, um, yeah, she gets to witness him crashing. Um, so I thought that was... Maybe a slight oversight on Thomas's part. Um, but apart from that scene, he is a very lovely dad. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I related in that way because my dad is very lovely. Yeah. I didn't really pick up on that scene, Steph, but as you say, that is, it is pre- <laughs> it's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Because she's, she's back in safety, isn't she? She's like, well, at least I've got one parent. And then she looks out the window yeah. and he's like, as <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. It's funny. I think one of the things that I, <clears throat> I found my saying to myself when I rewatched this film is, when I watched it as a child, I, I didn't really, I, I found all the flying really cool, but I, <laughs> I remember just thinking the first time that he starts flying, thinking that's really irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just felt really old when I said it, but I just remember thinking, no, that's that's really irresponsible. What's he doing? He's not even got a seat. What's what's going on? But. Um, yeah, Um, yeah, what did you think of Thomas's, uh, the dad's character and also his, his girlfriend and, and his, uh, his, his brother as well. uh, And his, his his little friends, his little entourage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They were really cool. Like they were just, they just seemed like the unconventional family unit that Amy needed at the time. Yeah. Really, really sweet. I keep saying that about this film. It's just really, really sweet. You know, it's exactly what she needed. Yeah. So, I mean, um, 
I love I loved all of the characters. I do think that some of them fell into a bit of a bit of a stereotype, but not in a bad way. And like you said, the film's sweet without being too sweet. Mm. It's, it's <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's it's aged poorly. Um, I think you could genuinely think you could make this film nowadays, and um, it would actually stand up fairly well. That's a bold claim to make, but well, Disney probably will. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's on the list um, of remakes. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, one of my favourite uh, scenes in the film is probably where um, the geese basically get confiscated by that um, man who runs the bird sanctuary, um, mm. who I always thought was a police officer, but I think he's just a... Like pest control or something. Yeah. Oh, is he not a police officer? No. Or animal welfare. Oh. I, I think he's probably... He's basically the equivalent of like a National Trust officer. <laughs> oh, really? I think the power's gone to his head, but he's I think... He's part uh, ranger. He's basically Dwight yeah. from The Office. Yeah. Or Ron Swanson. He's just... Yeah, With some cones. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I did like the scene where, you know, the birds are confiscated and um, and they basically break them free and, and, and start their trip. I just... Yeah. I don't know why um, that that scene in particular, when the uncle as well is, is, is trying to distract that the um uh the receptionist at, at the actual center yeah. and the receptionist is saying oh gosh yeah you've uh, let me let me see the critter that you you caught the other day and he's saying what does it look like and he's describing this <laughs> this weird mammal that doesn't really exist oh he's small <laughs> but it looks like a terrier and he's got a mane he's like, he's like a mane yeah i found that bit quite funny but um yeah it's it's one of those scenes that um that did stay with me this time. But did you have any favourite, like, key scenes, Joe? I, again, I'm just interested because you've never watched this before and most people I've sp- spoken to have watched the film. Right, yeah. I don't know how this slipped my radar. Um, I think you were too busy watching Batman and Robin. I think that was probably... <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny if you look at the different films that we grew up watching like, from our recommendations. It's literally like... Maxes are all ones that are probably because you're the middle child, right? So you're going to get ones that your sister, your older sister, was suggesting to you. Yeah. And it's just like so they're probably like five years difference or something within like the film choices. And for me, it's all basically really camp action films. (laughs) (laughs) And minor proper kids films. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, just mention just looking at the trivia for this film. I think there's um, a lot of interesting trivia, but. Like Steph picked up on um, at the beginning. So the film is actually based on the true story of William Lishman and Joseph Duff's experiment of migrating birds. So Lishman and Duff provided actual imprinted birds for the making of the film, as well as actual aircraft used, which I actually quite like because I remember even as a child, I don't know about you, Steph, but thinking, how did they get these geese to follow to, <laughs> yeah. to follow these people? But um, I guess the only way to do that would have had, you know, to, to, to do the actual thing of imprinting, you know, um, a character or whether it was the stunt double or whatever like that on um, on these geese. Mm. Yeah, because the, there didn't seem to be a lot of CGI in this film. So it was like they were real geese. They weren't computerised geese. Um, wait, wait, so yeah. the, geese, the geese weren't computerised? <laughs> Hang on, what? <laughs> Animatronic geese. Yeah. But no, they, um, yeah, that's really interesting. I hadn't, I don't know, I don't think I really thought about it too much. But yeah, that makes sense that they would have to use geese that were, you know, uh, inclined to follow um, the aircraft for the, for the film. Um, yeah. So that's, re- that's really cool. I think my favourite thing about this film as well is um, the, 
the song that Joe mentioned earlier at the beginning of the film, which is um, 10,000 Miles by Mary Chap- Chapin. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. It was actually, so the trivia reads basically that it's actually an 18th century folk ballad, but she recorded this version for the film specifically. All right. Um, and I just thought uh, it's one of those fil- um, songs from a film that I've always kept with me because I actually really, really love the film. But um, it's actually used at the beginning of the film and then again at the end. And I think mm-hmm. it bookends the film quite well. Um, mm. But it, I think I got quite emotional. Um, I didn't cry like Joe did at the end of Dragonheart. But <laughs> <laughs> You obviously weren't drinking enough wine, but <laughs> I think if I had a couple of glasses of wine, I definitely would have been crying on a on a Saturday afternoon but I remember um just thinking you know it's 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 probably an intentional hook but it just made the viewers remember how far she'd come from the initial car crash at the beginning Mm. of the film Mm. and um that scene where she's just coming into land you know where all the crowd is at the end of the film I just thought it was such a beautiful scene um yeah it's it felt really 90s maybe because of the soundtrack and and everything but it it was just one of those heartwarming uh scenes that, and why i love the film i don't know about you guys but i really really love that song i tell everyone to listen to that song i'm like it's yeah. so emotional oh, i feel like i can't listen to that song because i did cry watching this film um i'm not i'm not ashamed um but yeah i think because the song is just it's so sad but so beautiful and yeah like you say it it comes in at the beginning of the film over the scene of the car crash, which is horrific. And then, but then it also comes in at the end of this really positive moment where she's, you know, um, she's completed her mission. She's taken the geese to safety mm. and the music's playing and you see the geese all landing in the water. And oh my God, I was, yeah, I was crying by that point. <laughs> Just like, oh Max, why did you choose this film? <laughs> Oh, I think I'm going to keep this theme. Um, Joe can have the the two hundred million dollar budget Jerry Bruckheimer <laughs> films, and <laughs> and I think I'll just keep with this theme of trying to make you guys cry. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm happy with that. It doesn't say um, much. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think that was the the two bits of trivia that I found found most intriguing about the film. I think. Yeah, so I I read a bit of a disturbing bit of trivia, which I thought was really weird. So obviously in this film, you've got Anna Paquin and Jeff Daniels as father and daughter. And then I read that, I can't remember how many years later it was, but they basically, in another film, have to film a sex scene together. And I was like, that's just weird. That like, is weird. That should yeah. not be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, yeah, that kind of, as I, I was watching the film, I was thinking like, oh, like, this is really weird to think that years later they, they then had to pretend to be lovers when in this film they're a really convincing father-daughter pair. Um, yeah, and I yeah. much prefer this dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that kind of was a little bit disturbing reading that. But then um, I also read a piece of trivia that I thought was was quite cute. So there's a scene in the film where, it, I think it's part of the montage with Amy and her unconventional family. And um, her dad's friend is like basically putting a fake nose ring on her. And she's like, oh yeah, I quite like this. That's really cool. Um, and 
I read as part of the trivia that um, when she was on set, Anna Paquin um, actually tried to kind of pull a prank on on everyone and pretend that she'd got her nose pierced. And she came in and she was like, you know, trying to be the rebellious teenager. But everyone on set was like, that's it, that looks great. Like, yeah, we should use this in the film. So it kind of backfired on her. Yeah, I thought that was was quite fun. Yeah. Um, so in general, in general, then, would you guys um, recommend this film to people? Um, uh, not necessarily who want to cry um, on <laughs> Sunday afternoon, but um, yeah, would you recommend it to people? I definitely would. Um, yeah, it's quite a long film, so it's it's like two and a half hours, I think, isn't it? Or is it one? No, maybe it's not. Maybe I just thought it was two and a half hours. <laughs> You're just not used to seeing a film all the way through, stuff. <laughs> No, maybe not two and a half hours. It's how, how long is it, Max? Um, so I'm just checking. It's 107 minutes. <laughs> it's like an hour minutes. and forty-five. <laughs> Wait, how long? It's 107 minutes. Yeah, so that's like an hour and um, 47 minutes. Okay, okay. Oh, so so, so yeah. pr- pretty much a traditional standard film. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like an hour and 20 minutes longer than Steph's ever watched a film. I think, Joe. <laughs> Okay. Is Steph just used to watching TV shows. This is. <laughs> I think it's because again I had to watch this film in two halves because this was one that I could only watch on my iPad, and I really do struggle when I watch them on my iPad. I can't, I can't watch them all in one go. Um, so yeah, maybe I just thought this was a particularly long film, but it's okay. It's not. It's not that long. It is a lovely family film. I would amateurs, recommend. man. Absolute amateurs. <laughs> Steph has to block out a weekend when she watches Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. Um, I think that's. Um, I think that's it. Um, I don't really have have much more to say. So. Um, oh well, well I, I would re- also recommend this film. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Afterthought? <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Forgot you were there. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah it's alright fuck off yeah it's great it's great film <laughs> um, you know what I was thinking I can't remember whose whose turn it is to, to book a film um, I, I feel like it might be Steph's it is Steph's yeah okay I chose Batman and Robin thanks for remembering guys <laughs> classic film <laughs> yeah remember Batman and Robin but um, yeah so Steph have you chosen the film I have so I'm is quite... it an hour and 45 minutes or is it <laughs> 20 or it's an hour and 45 but I think it's two and a half hours right um no so my film pick so it's not actually from the 90s it's a 2000 and I think it's 2003 or 2002 film um but it's this is I love this film so much I think this is literally my favorite favorite film um and it's my big fat greek wedding oh, so that is oh, the film we're gonna watch yeah. i love this film this is such a classic um humbling family film um that i'm so excited to watch again i love this movie <laughs> i can't wait for you guys to to watch it i can't wait yeah. to see this i've not seen this i can't wait I, I, I you've remember not seen this joe tra- no i remember seeing the trailer as a kid and thinking this is a film i need to see and i for some reason never saw it i cannot wait you're in oh. for a treat it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Do you think um, for Steph's recommendation, one of us should just stop watching it halfway through? 
<laughs> I think we should wait to the actual climax of the film and then just say, uh, You just go, and just turn it off. <laughs> Not interested. I just lost interest. I was watching it on my on my iPod video. I was watching it on my, uh, my iPod Classic and the... Uh... <laughs> oh, love it. Oh. Well, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see you next week and talk about it, folks. Yeah. Until yeah. then. Until, Until then. then. Um, we'll see you later. See you. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the 90s Kids Movie Pod. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you like what you heard, we'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 90s Kids Movie Pod and let us know which films you grew up watching. Goodbye.